Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to episode number 55 of the Scottish History Podcast. My name is Owen Innes and this week I'm going to be telling you about the famous animals of Edinburgh. I've got four for you this week and uh, yeah, some of these are pretty cool. So join me for episode number 55. So what do an elephant, a dog, a bear and a penguin all have in common? They are all species of famous animals to be known in Edinburgh. Let me first tell you the tale of an elephant brought to Edinburgh Castle. In 1838, the 78th Highlanders Regiment returned home to Edinburgh Castle after an extended posting in Sri Lanka. However, they returned with a new regimental mascot in tow, an elephant. No name was ever known to be given to the said elephant, however it stayed in the stables at the castle and was looked after by a private Macintosh. The elephant soon became the head of the regiment's marching band and also the head of the regimental parades. Aside from that, the elephant loved to sleep, eat and of course, drink. But not water. The elephant used to stick its trunk through the bars of the mess hall to drink the soldiers' beer. Yep, Edinburgh Castle was the home to a pished elephant. Now, upon the elephant's death, a memorial was erected in 1861 and it was created on the castle Esplanade to commemorate the lives of 256 soldiers who died during the Indian Mutiny in 1857. The memorial has the elephant carved into it. On your way to see the Scottish Crown Jewels and the Stone of Destiny in the castle's National War Museum, you will also find this particular elephant's toenails on display. Now, this wasn't the only elephant to live in Edinburgh outside of Edinburgh Zoo. In 1705, a Dutch man by the name of Abraham Siever moved an elephant into his tenement flat on Fishmarket Close in Edinburgh's Old Town. 
His flat was above a baker's shop and a petition to remove the animal was raised on the 23rd of November 1705. The elephant was moved finally to Broughty Ferry just outside Dundee where it died the following year. Now, nowadays, one of the most famous animal stories involving Edinburgh involves a dog called Bobby, or Greyfriars Bobby. Now, Bobby was a wee Sky Terrier dog who guarded his master's grave after his master's death. The widely accepted story is that his master was John Grey, a night watchman for the Edinburgh City Police, and upon his death in 1858, Bobby would come and sit on John Gray's grave every day. Now, a man by the name of John Trail, who owned a coffee shop nearby the Greyfriars Kirkyard, would feed Bobby every day. Bobby grew to be a popular figure in the city, and crowds would often gather at the entrance of the Kirkyard at 1pm every day to see Bobby run out of the Kirkyard to go for his meal. Now, he knew that it was 1pm because of the one o'clock gun. He used the one o'clock gun as a signal to go for his dinner. Now, what I don't know is whether or not Bobby ate on a Sunday, because the one o'clock gun doesn't go off on a Sunday. Now, in 1867, a new law was passed that required all dogs in Edinburgh to be licensed or they would be destroyed. The then Lord Provost of Edinburgh, and conveniently the director of the Scottish Society for the Protection of Animals, decided to pay for Bobby's licence and give Bobby a collar. The collar was inscribed with Greyfriars Bobby from the Lord Provost 1867 licensed. The collar can now be seen on display at the National Museum of Scotland, a literal stone's throw away from Bobby's own grave and statue. Bobby's master, John Gray, died when Bobby was just two years old. Bobby maintained his daily ritual of guarding John Gray's grave for 14 years. Bobby died on the 14th of January 1872 and he was aged 16. Now, the aforementioned statue was commissioned by a local philanthropist Baroness Burdett Coutts and was sculpted from life by a man called William Brodie. Now not Deacon William Brodie that we talked about before. And this statue was created in 1872. The statue was unveiled on the 15th of November 1873. Now the statue actually sits on an old water fountain. The top part of the fountain was for humans and the lower part for the dogs of Edinburgh City. The fountain, however, no longer functions as a fountain due to health scares in the 1950s, as I'm sure you can imagine. The fountain is also Edinburgh's smallest listed building. Now, people believe that rubbing Bobby's nose on the statue gives him good luck. Let me tell you this. It doesn't. So don't do it. Bobby's nose has actually been worn away by this. Please do not do this. This is not a thing that people actually do. The statue has already had to be reconditioned twice in the last few years. Now, Bobby, like John Gray, was buried in Greyfriars Kirkyard and he even has his own headstone. And his own headstone reads, Greyfriars Bobby, 
died 14th of January 1872, aged 16 years. Let his loyalty and devotion be a lesson to us all. Now when it comes to Bobby, there is a book and even a Disney movie made about his life in Edinburgh. The movie can be a little bit difficult to understand because it is all Scottish actors, or either that or they're doing incredibly bad accents. Um, but it is actually quite good, uh, so I do recommend that you check it out. But the story's been altered somewhat uh, to make it slightly more appealing, but the story is near enough as true to the uh, real story as you can get. Very worthwhile checking out. So now for my two favourite animal stories. Uh, the first one is the story of Wojtek the bear. Now this is actually more to do I suppose with Polish military history rather than Scottish history but I think it's a great story to tell anyway. However a statue of Wojtek resides in Edinburgh Prince's Street Garden so that's as well why we're mentioning it on the Scottish History Podcast. Wojtek was a Syrian brown bear who was bought by some Polish soldiers of the Polish 22nd Artillery Supply Company, which at that point was known as the 2nd Transport Company, at a train station in Hamadan in Iran. The Polish company had just been released by the Soviet Union and bought Wojtek on the 8th of April 1942. The name Wojtek is a nickname for Happy Warrior. The soldiers initially had to feed Wojtek uh, condensed milk from a vodka bottle as he had issues swallowing, but they soon started feeding him fruits, berries, marmalade and honey, as well as syrup. He had a bit of a sweet tooth, obviously. And like our earlier elephant, Wojtek enjoyed a beer or two also. Wojtek, like many of us, also enjoyed coffee and cigarettes but he chose to eat these cigarettes rather than smoke them. Wojtek and the soldiers really got along well, to the point where Wojtek would actually sleep in the same tents as the soldiers to keep warm. They would often wrestle with each other and they loved to box. Also, when he saw the soldiers marching, he too, like them, would march on his hind legs and he would even salute when he was greeted. In 1943, the Polish two corps were reassigned to fight in the liberation of Italy. However, the British transport ship was forbidden from transporting mascots or pet animals. To get around this, the Polish corps enlisted Wojtek as a soldier. Wojtek had his own paybook, rank, which was a private, and he even had his own serial number. Now, at the Battle of Monte Cassino, Wojtek helped his unit carry ammunition crates. These ammunition crates weighed anything up to 100 pounds or 45 kilograms. And throughout the whole ordeal, Wojtek didn't drop a single crate. He even did it off of his own accord. He just copied what his colleagues were doing. But he was carrying crates that took four humans to lift. His service at Monte Cassino earned Wojciech a promotion to the role of corporal. Nowadays, the 22nd Company have a bear carrying an artillery shell as their emblem on their uniforms. At the end of the war in 1945, Wojciech was brought with the soldiers to Berwickshire in the Scottish borders. 
and following demobilisation in 1947, Wojtek was placed into the care of Edinburgh Zoo where he spent the last 16 years of his life. Now in Edinburgh Zoo, he was regularly visited by Polish soldiers who would even throw him his favourite cigarettes to eat. Wojtek died aged 21 in December 1963. Now there is actually two statues of Wojtek in Scotland. The first I mentioned is in Edinburgh Princess Street Gardens and the other is in the Scottish border town of Duns. This statue was donated by the Polish town of Zjaganie, uh, which is Dunn's twinned town. This statue was unveiled on the 26th of April 2016, marking the 72nd anniversary of the Battle of Monte Cassino. And finally, we move on to a penguin. But not just any penguin. Brigadier Sir Niels Olav III. Yes, you heard correctly. In 1961, the Norwegian King's Guard visited Edinburgh Zoo whilst here for the military tattoo. One of their lieutenants, a man called Niels Eglin, took a keen interest in the penguin colony at the zoo and decided to adopt a penguin when the King's Guard returned to Edinburgh in 1972. He decided to name the King Penguin Niels Olav I. Niels after himself, and Olav after King Olav V of Norway. Now his first rank was of Lance Corporal, and he has been promoted each time the King's Guard visits Edinburgh. In 1982 he became Corporal, and was then promoted to Sergeant in 1987. Niels Olav I died shortly after his promotion to Sergeant, but his legacy was continued by another near-identical King Penguin, and he became Niels Olav II. Now, he was promoted to Regimental Sergeant Major in 1993, and in 2001 was promoted again to the Honourable Regiment Sergeant Major. On the 18th of August 2005, along with the unveiling of a bronze statue of Niels Olav at the zoo, he was this time promoted to Colonel-in-Chief of the regiment. And then, on the 15th of August 2008, the next logical step was for Niels Olaf II to receive a knighthood. This honour was approved by King Harald V of Norway. Amazingly, Sir Niels Olaf was the first penguin to receive a knighthood for his service to the Norwegian army. At some point between 2008 and 2016, Niels Olaf II died and he was replaced with newly adopted Niels Olav III. On the 22nd of August 2016, Sir Niels Olav III became Brigadier Sir Niels Olav III. He now outranks Niels Eglin, who originally adopted the first penguin in 1972. Crazy. So, folks, there we go. Another 
episode of the Scottish History Podcast. I apologise for being missing last week. Uh, there's been a lot gonna going on. I'm getting episodes out uh, when and where I can at this moment in time. Hopefully things are going to start calming down for me fairly soon. But uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, if you want to get in touch, please do so via the normal places. That's uh, So best place is probably on Facebook. So facebook.com forward slash Scott History Pod. Catch me on Gmail, uh, which is scotthistorypod at gmail.com or you can send me a message through the website, which is www.scotthistorypod.com. If for any reason you wish to support the podcast, you can do so via the Patreon page, but it is completely and utterly not necessary. But if you wish to, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Scott History Pod. Thank you so very much for your support and, of course, your patience for waiting with me for another couple of weeks. But uh, I will speak to you again next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.